your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And the Avalanche have some work to do. They dropped their second straight game to Vegas, a very ugly 5-1 to one loss for Colorado. So uh, two games in Denver. Avalanche win those two games in Vegas, and we are holding serve in terms of who's got home ice and who wins. And if that plays out, the Avalanche win the series. But that's not what the problem is. The problem is much bigger than just where the game is being played. So let's dive into all that before we do follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche and definitely send questions, comments, and those concerns to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. I uh, also just want to bring to everybody's attention the Locked On NHL show, which I host on Thursdays. You can uh, head on over there every day if you need more hockey news outside of the world of the Avalanche. Lockdown NHL is here to fill in those gaps. So it's our daily podcast on everything going on around the league and definitely check that out every day, especially Thursday when I hold it with host it with Adam Denker from locked on lightning. So the Colorado avalanche, like we said, and I'm sure a lot of you watched it, maybe you tuned out early, uh, but the avalanche have some work to do. I'm, you know, a lot of people up on Twitter are throwing in the towel and just saying, you know, you know, already, Saying, well, you know, let let's you know, are you planning for the off season? And let's not go there, please. Like th- this is this is not over. Are the Avalanche playing well? No, the last two, the last three games, really, even games two, three, and four, they're not playing well. But they found a way to win game two, which is what you want to do. You're not. It's not going to be smooth sailing each and every single game. You're going to have to grind out wins, which is what they did in game two. They had game three. As 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 much as they were being outplayed in game three, they had it, and they were five minutes away from being up three to nothing in this series. And say whatever you want about the way that they're playing, they were five minutes away from that. But what happens when you play the way that the Avalanche are? What you're seeing is what usually happens. The, the the way the way the stars are supposed to align with how both of these teams are playing is exactly what's happening. So you can't rely on that. Well, we almost had them in in game three, and we were up by with with five minutes. Sure, you were, and if you had won that game, like I always say, you don't apologize for that. But in the end, Vegas won out. In their both games, and the concerning thing for a lot of Avalanche fans and the Avalanche players themselves, the way that they're losing these games, or the last two games, it, they're getting outside of their style of game. If they were playing their game and just couldn't get anything past Flurry, and you're kind of throwing your hands up and you're saying, like, man, this goalie is standing on his head. We're doing everything possible. We're getting 40 shots on goal. We're winning battles in the boards. You would you would have some 
sense of something's got to break. The, the dam has to break sooner or later. We just keep playing that game and we'll be fine. But the last three games, it hasn't been that way. Vegas has taken Colorado out of their style of play. And the Avalanche have to figure out how to get it back. Because they don't play these multiple style of games. They don't play these games where, all right, we're going up against you know a heavy-hitting team so we can match that. The Avalanche play really one way. And the, the way that they can play that way, they, they can usually overcome a lot. But Vegas sticks to their game plan against the against the Avalanche, and Vegas can do that. Vegas can play different styles against different teams, and they do have speed. They're not as fast as Colorado. No team is as fast as Colorado, but they have enough speed that they can at least hang with Colorado. And you know they're they're playing a, a physical game, not the, this bang out bruising game that you saw the, uh, St. Louis bring. Uh, there's still a lot of hits going around. Don't get me wrong. And, and Colorado is dishing out their own. Game three, it was 50-50 with hits. This game, it was 48-44. to The Avalanche had the 48. So still, like the, the physicality is about equal for both teams. But Vegas is not going above and beyond. They didn't have Ryan Reeves the past two games. They did have him... Uh, in game four, he came back and, uh, you know, he, he mixed it up a little bit, but nothing. You know, I think he learned his lesson. <laughs> well, you hope that players like him learn their lesson when they get suspended. Uh, and you don't want to get suspended again for the playoffs. But regardless, uh, that's what Vegas is doing. Their, their defense on the Avalanche is impeccable. Their Their gap control is... They are right up on Colorado. The top line can do nothing. And Colorado just has to figure something out. Like the big thing after game three that Jared Bednar was not happy. I've never really seen him that way. He was still his kind of docile self, but in a little bit more animated way. And the things he was saying was, was you know, he's basically calling out his top line and in, in addition to the entire team, that they just flat out need to play better. You can break it down all you want. You can look at different angles and the ins and outs. None of that matters. What matters is just the will. And the Avs didn't have that in Game 3. So I'm I'm assuming he really laid into him them during practice. They had a, a team meeting. And it seemed like he got through to them in the first period. The Avs played a pretty good first period. And they even, you know, scored that all-important first goal with Brandon Saad, who's having a fantastic postseason, by the way. Uh, he got the avalanche on the board. And then what happened? Another freakish goal that Vegas gets. And up until that point, like we had said, the, the three goals that they got in game three were... <laughs> Those are typical, you know, you might get like one of those goals in a game, but you had, you know, the kick to the stick and then a backhand and then a bank off Grubauer. Like they, these were all goals that were like freakish. And then they had another one to tie it up. Uh, it was so loud in that arena. Puck went off the crossbar. Everybody thought 
it was a goal, but it wasn't. And Grubauer kind of threw his head up in the air like I let in a goal, but play continued. And even so, it was kind of like a backhanded pass into the crease that Marcia was there and just, you know, it was easy for him to put it in because Grubauer wasn't in goal. So, fine. You tie it up at one. And then you go into the first intermission. You're tied at one. I think the Avalanche probably were feeling pretty good with the way they played. They played better. And then in the second, it was just a repeat of what we've seen the majority of this series. Uh, at least for the second period. And I would, would they have uh, maybe five shots on goal in the second? <clears throat> Let me bring up the stats here real quick. But it, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. Um, yes, five shots on goal. Nine in the, I thought they had double digits in the first. Maybe one got taken away. Nine in, nine in the first. Oh, it just went away. Um, not, I think it said nine in the first, five in the second, and then it was less than 10 in the, in the third. Four in the third, less than five. You had single digit shots on goal. Every period. That's not avalanche hockey. How many times during the season did we say this team is out shooting other teams two to one? Now it's Vegas doing that. 35 to 18 was shots on goal. And and Flurry is giving up rebounds left and right. You have to find a way. Like you, you, you have to find a way to get a shot on goal and have some guys in front. And the Avs are usually good at that. Gabe Landeskog is always there cleaning up in the house. He wasn't. Nobody was there. So the, the you know, going back home is, is going to help. You know, getting in front of the home crowd. Uh, but now knowing that you are in a fight. And we knew it was going to be this way. We knew it was not going to be 7-1 to one every single game. But we thought we could at least play our game. And Vegas is doing a good job keeping the avalanche out of their game. You know, you have uh, when you're when you're on home ice, you know, you get the, the last change. So that that did all that worked wonders for Vegas. So now it gets back into the avalanche favor. We'll continue with this. What changes need to be made? And there is one glaring one, which absolutely needs to happen. And I think everybody knows what that one is. First, we are going to hear from Wealthfront and Wealthfront.com. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds, personalized just for you in minutes, no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it is automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash NHL to start growing your savings today. 
Once again, wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. Also brought to you by Lucy Nicotine Gums and Lozenges. It's the company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Reached researchers in develop, excuse me, researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum for with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors: wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors: cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even at the gym. Locked on NHL Network listeners, you can go to lucy.co and use the promo code Locked on NHL to get 20% off all products on your first order including the gums and lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. And I have to use this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Finally, lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNHL. All right. So uh, I think you, you most likely and should see some changes coming up. I think ever since the playoffs have started, us Avalanche fans have been saying, where's Bowen Byram? And uh, I think, you know, the main reason he wasn't coming in is the Avalanche weren't losing. They were, they obviously swept St. Louis first two games against Vegas. You win those. And now there is a trend. Vegas has created a trend in how they are playing you. And now this is what we said. This is the chess match. Now you need to be the one to make the move. Because if you do status quo, if you don't make any change, the changes, they need changes in the lines, but that doesn't seem to really have any lasting impact over the course of a game. You need playmakers in there. And Patrick Nemeth has to come out. I think over the course of a season, Patrick Nemeth will, will uh, who knows what he's going to be next year? I have no idea if he's going to be in the Avs. I, I would lean towards the no in that. But And over the course of a season, Patrick Nemeth would be fine on the Colorado Avalanche. He can he, He's good in the penalty kill. Uh, his, his defensive game is not the greatest, but it's not the worst. Uh, you know, he could be good on a third pairing. For whatever reason, uh, he is just... I, I hate using the term awful for anybody that's on a team that I root for, but he's just not there. The first goal that we were talking about in the, the first segment, that that was because of him. The announcers on NBC were trying to make it seem like he was he made a blind pass. I don't think he was trying to make a pass. I think he was trying to go from the backhand to the forehand, and he just had way too much oomph on the puck. And it looked like a pass. Either way, it doesn't matter. The puck got away from him, and there was you know the the non-goal, and then the goal, and then later on, and this partly isn't his fault, but it's kind of like a when it rains it pours type of thing. But it kind of is his fault because you have to know what's going on on the ice. 
Grubauer was down making a save, had his stick on the ground, and Nemeth is skating through and just takes Grubauer's stick out. And then Grubauer's left without a stick, and Marcia so I think that was when Marcia so got his third. So Nemeth, um, not not so good. So I think I think you're going to see a change there. I think you have to. Um, a lot of people are are calling for McDonald to come back and take the place of of who? I mean, I don't think you're gonna you're not gonna take Graves out. Um, you know, he's kind of your muscle on on the defensive end. But Nemeth Nemeth for Byram, I think needs to happen for many reasons. You need playmakers in there. And you need puck handlers in there. And that's what Byram can do ten times over on Patrick Nemeth. That's just not Nemeth's game, and that's fine. Uh, everybody brings something different to the table. But what Bowen Byron can bring is zone exits. And that's what they need. I mean, if you you have, you know, the 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 combo of McCarr and Taves, fine. Like they, they nobody I'm not gonna go into every single person and nitpick on every single thing that they did. Nobody really, you know, nobody's really stepping up to the moment. Let's all agree on that. But you still run McCarr and Taves. That's your top line. And then what do you do? Do you put who I mean who would you put Byron with? Uh I don't know if I'd really put him with Gerard. That's kind of a small line. I wouldn't Byron with Graves would be a, a fine line for me. But either way, I don't care who he pairs with. I need him on the ice on the defensive end because that's where the Avalanche are struggling. In the first period, it seemed like, I mean, you knew they were going to come out swinging because it's a playoff game. You want to set the tone. And they they were fantastic getting the puck and going. The transition from defense to offense was, that's what you haven't seen that in a while. You know, they weren't hanging back, letting the lines change, let Vegas set up. They were going. And that's what you have to do. You have to get Vegas on their heels. That's what Vegas is doing to you. But and it all went away after the first. After the after the first period, it was all dumping and chasing. And I think the Avalanche did a better job of winning those battles, those 50-50 battles. I think they did a better job. They definitely did a better job than game three. But it still would lean towards Vegas. And when Vegas wins, they go. And you and Vegas carries the puck into the zone and that's where the avalanche kind of were not really stopping them in the neutral zone you didn't really see Vegas. i didn't i mean i started noticing it at the end and i go back and watch it again i'll pay more attention to it but just off the top of my head it didn't seem like vegas was doing a lot of dumping and chasing i mean i mean obviously they they would do it from time to time but i would say they carried the puck in the zone more than they would dump and chase and it was probably the opposite for the abs and when the abs do get it into them, when they do carry it into the zone, it's immediately broken up and they're fighting for possession. And sometimes you win those and sometimes you lose them. But the point is, you, you all your momentum has stopped. And that's Vegas's game plan. So what do you have to do? You need, you need playmakers. And you need people who, you know, like Kale McCars. I thought he thought he played a, a really good game. Uh, he was fired up, um, missed some opportunities or so, you know, when there were 
times where the Avalanche had the puck in the zone, they were they were cycling nice, and then it would kick out to Makar, and it would like bounce over his stick, and then out of the zone. And when that would happen, you'd throw your hands up because you're like, we don't know when that's going to happen again. We don't know when we're going to get a, a sustained offensive uh, zone rush. We don't know. So when you have one and you don't capitalize it, capitalize on it, you're just like pulling your hair out. Where on the other end, Vegas is kind of moving it at will. I I think there's no doubt you see Byram. Uh, you might see some lines get changed up again just to give Vegas some different looks, but things need to change, and they need to change really, really quick. So a uh, little bit more to get to, but first we're going to get to our favorite. It's Built Bar. You know Built Bar. You love Built Bar. But did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? You should sign up for their uh, emails because they will let you know when those limited limited time flavors are available because they're not available for long. Uh, and the ones that you can get all of the time, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, mint brownie, just to name a few, you can get a mixed box if you can't make up your mind You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And most of these bars contain 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs, while other flavors have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay. A lot of people, you know, for, for any game in the playoffs, a lot of people jump on the refs. And uh, I'm not doing that with the exception of one play. It's the only one I'm going to harp on for the Zebras. And that was the penalty called on Kale McCarr, the avalanche had a power play, and they've been great on the power play in the postseason. Almost 50% clip that they're scoring at, easily number one in the league for the postseason. And what happens, like 10 seconds or so, maybe a little bit more than that, I don't know. Kale McCarr gets called for interference when he has every right to the ice that he was on of the Vegas player who I don't remember and I don't care who it is that bumped into him as Nathan McKinnon was making his way through center ice and into the offensive zone. Kale McCarr was kind of looking the other way. It wasn't like he was deliberately skating into the guy to clip him and remove him from the play. And they called that on Kale McCarr. And that, you know, nullified the... The power play, the game was it was right towards the end of the first, so it was one to one. You could have gone into the first intermission two to one and kept that momentum going, going into the second. And they called that a penalty. Is that the end all be all of this game? No, not the way that it went. But like I said, you could have been building something with a two to one lead. You're feeling great about it. You come out. Uh, maybe have a little bit more pep in your step going into the second, but that was all blown up when they decided to call that penalty. 
other than that, uh, th- I think, and I'll get to him tomorrow, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what Bednar has to say about, you know, the difference between game three and game four. I don't think maybe the, the, like he always, like I like to say, he uses that compete level statement all the time. I think maybe it was there a little bit more, but it's, it just seemed like it decreased as the game went on. They started out flying. Typical avalanche team, and it just seemed maybe maybe because the game got away from them. I don't know, but the avalanche have a lot of work to do, and I think that's the most concerning thing is they're not playing their game. And you have to give credit to Vegas in that. But if uh, if Colorado can't find a way to get back playing their game, uh, this. This could be another second round exit for the Avalanche. We're not not going there. I know a lot of people online are, are upset, and I get it. You should be upset. You should be upset when your your team loses. But it's a two to two series, so now we're back to square one. Now it's a three game series, and you have three games left on your. Excuse me, you have two games left on your home ice, and that's all you need to win. But when you look at the stats for this one, it's ugly. <laughs> uh, you know, like we always say, the plus minus doesn't really tell the, the tale on anything. But when you see a minus next to a number on, what, 90% of the players? The only guys that were plus were Brandon Saad, plus one, JT Comfer, plus one, who made some really good defensive plays, by the way. Andre Burakovsky, Shockingly, was plus one. Uh, a really bad penalty on him. Which, Max Pacioretty should have been called for retaliating, which he was not. Uh, which did lead to another Vegas goal. But, okay, we're not going to go there. Uh, Taze was a zero. Timmons was a plus one. So that's it. So you got Timmons, Burkowski, Comfer, and Saad. Four guys. Plus, and that's going to happen when you only score one goal. And give up five. So, man, just this is push it aside. You have one day off. I know people are going to stew on this, and you have a full day to kind of put your tweets out there and, and, you know, thinking it's all doom and gloom. And it might look that way based on how the Avalanche are playing, but they didn't get here and get a President's Trophy by just throwing in the towel. So now they, this could be the best thing to happen to them if they can turn it around. And I don't think the Avalanche are sitting there saying like, wow, they've really, you know, stuck it to us the past couple of games. Because there's nothing we can do. You know, they're not saying that. They've been saying from the beginning, this is a team built to win the cup. Now you got to figure it out. You got to figure something out. And I have all the confidence in the world in Jared Bednar. I have confidence in that top line, they showed Nathan McKinnon. Remember last year when, and there was that shot of McKinnon on the bench and he had a look and people were like, don't mess with that guy next year. He had, they showed him for a solid, like 10 seconds. Game wasn't over yet. I think they had scored their fourth or fifth goal. They showed him on the bench and he had that look again. 
He he is going to do everything he needs to do to make sure this team doesn't lose in the second round again. But he needs to do it because they're all getting shut down. We will see what happens. We'll play some clips from the press conferences that went on after the game. Hear what Coach Bednar has to say. Let me know what you have. Shoot me a line at LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. I'll read them on the air. And uh, we'll, we'll make our way to back to Denver in Game 5. That will be it. Thank everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!